what usually happens to the average person who wants to know how to receive innate thought flashes? In daytime, you get them and pass them by. At night, you are relaxed, asleep, education is blanked out. Quietly and easily, innate has a solution for some problem which worried education. Innate flashes through to your now empty educated brain. It awakens education and you beget, begin to get ready to commence to think you have the solution. Silently, innate sneaks upon your sleepy self. Innate flashes answers so you may have them. Instead of getting up, having a pen and pencil handy alongside your bed, writing while the idea is still in full cl clarity, you roll over on the other side, education saying, I'll remember that tomorrow, and then I'll think about it, and if it's worthwhile, we'll write it. Right then and there, you made your big mistake. In the morning, education is top man again. Innate is back in retreat, doing only those things it has to do to keep physical functions in motion. You didn't capture that idea when Innate wanted to and was willing to give, so you educationally lost it. The more this difference, indifference occurs this way, the more Innate becomes discouraged and eventually ignores you because you ignored Innate until it becomes a fixed habit both ways, each ignoring each other. So, what this is about, this is for B.J. Palmer's glory going on, what this is about is about what B.J. calls Innate Thought Flashes which you might call intuition or something like that, you know, some kind of ESP uh, kind of thing. And I just want to give you a, a perfect example of how this works in the real world, right? So one of the things that I do and have done for years is uh, every month, at least once a month, I'll sit there on some off time and I'll go through all my catalogs. And what we do is we keep like one year's worth of travel cards right up front. So I go through a year's worth of travel cards. So I'm just kind of seeing who's been there, who hasn't been there. Uh, and it's amazing because every time I do this, guess what happens the very next day? People I haven't seen in a while show up. How is that possible? I didn't call them. I did not physically pick up the phone and call these people. Right? So Monday evening after work, before I left, I kind of stumped through the couple hours, it was that day to do it. And then yesterday in the office, we had two people we haven't seen in months coming who were not phone call. But they just walked in. How is that possible? We had another person who, uh, her and her son, I had, they came in for a new patient exam about a month and a half ago. I hadn't seen them even for their quarterfinals. They showed up yesterday. Just out of the blue. We're ready to get started. And it's because I looked at their cars two days before. And you can say, that's good, really good, you know, that's just happened to happen. But you know what? After 26 years of seeing this happen, it's no longer a coincidence, right? And you might think it's coincidence, right, because that's your mindset and that's totally cool and whatever. But I'm telling you that we have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for, right? That we can actually manifest things that we want with <coughs> our own thinking. Right. And here's a perfect example like in students' minds. Right? I've had plenty of students come up to me and say, I can't get past Oskis, I can't get past boards, I can't get past this, I can't get past that. If you keep on saying, I can't, what will the universe then give you? More of what? More of what you can't do. The universe will give you whatever you say you can do or not do. Right? When you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, is the old saying. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. So if you can't get past Oskis, 
and you say, I can't get past Goskis, then I guarantee you're going to have a hell of a time getting past Goskis. If you're about to take boards in a few weeks, good luck to you if you aren't. But if you're about to take boards and you keep on saying, mm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God, boards again. I already blew it the first time, and now i got to take them again, or i got to take this part or that part. If that's your mindset, I can't pass boards, then you will have an awful hard time passing. If you say, I can't quit smoking, I cannot quit smoking. I, I've tried one time to quit smoking. I just can't quit. Well, good luck to trying to quit. You want to lose weight. Everything I eat goes to my thighs, goes to my stomach. I, you know, I just look at food. I think about dessert. I can't quit. If that's your mindset, well, then good luck trying to lose weight. I, I can't get patients in clinic. This is a very common thing I get all the time. My numbers aren't good. I can't get patients in clinic. You know, every time I, I, I have a patient come, a new patient come and they cancel, all these people that refer down to me, they're constantly canceling and rebooking. Why is that? It's because that's what you are thinking about. Your mind is a magnet. <coughs> your mind is a magnet. And whatever thoughts you decide to put out there is what you bring in. So if your thoughts are a happy thoughts, abundant thoughts, I can do it thoughts, then those things happen. And if your thoughts are negative and I can't do it and this isn't going to work, then you have a lot better chance of something not working. But the choice is completely up to you. It's totally up to you as to where you want to go in your life. If you want to go to the places you want to go, then why don't you think about more of what you want? Would it make more sense? Right? Would it make more sense? Right. Let's say we were on a train. We were on a train, and we want this train to go to New York City. Right? And that train is supposed to go to New York City, and that's the train I think I got on. But I keep on thinking about other things, like maybe this train shouldn't go to New York City. Maybe I should go to Washington. Maybe actually I should go to Daytona. Maybe Key West is less good. Right? Well, if your mind is controlling the train, then you're going to end up wherever you're going to go. And it's totally up to you. Right? My father was a great dad, a very loving father, but he did not know how to handle money. And I bet you a lot of you can tell me the same thing about your folks. Because I've talked to a lot of you guys about this. So he, in his loving manner, ingrained me with great sayings to make me think all the time about how money should be something that we have to think about constantly because we don't have enough of it, right? So growing up, what were some examples of things? You know, I'm sure you've heard the same jump of things I've heard. Yeah, Benny saved is Benny earned. Money doesn't grow on trees. That was a very popular one in my household. Money doesn't grow on trees, right? Anything else? Any other great sayings that our parents put into our little heads? Right, what do you want the electric company? Did you ever get that one? Right? What do you want the electric you the electric company crew? I say you sleep lights on every long time. If most of you don't want air conditioning to leak out or something. We're not living on the whole town. Yeah, we're not living on the Right? All these amazing things, you know, made in love, right? So they came out of love, right? But they poisoned our heads. They poison our heads with black, 
They poison our heads with thoughts that we can't do it, that we're not abundant, right? And not that you should like keep your doors open and be on all the time. You shouldn't do that anyway. Right? But the thought of like wanting to draw trees, which was like holy ingrained in us. And I look back at my father's life and I say, no wonder he never had financial abundance. Right? Look at what he thought about all the time. He was so concerned about electricity that the lights were usually off in every room except for one, one light that was needed in that particular room. Right? So he was so concerned about that that that's the mindset he gave me. So guess what? I had to kick that mindset out. And guess what? If you don't kick those mindsets out of your head, then when you're in practice, those are the mindsets that will follow you, that will haunt you. Right? That you're not good enough. That you don't deserve. Right? I don't deserve to get this kind of money. And that's going in your head because you know money doesn't grow on trees, money doesn't grow on trees, money doesn't grow on trees. And that's the, the mindset that's rolling around in your little heads. Right? So you have to cut that off. You have to cut those off. And how do you do that? Is you use a nape. Right? Because a nape is abundant. Like the sun. Do you think the sun ever has a day where it wakes up and says, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to do this today. Today, I'm taking off. No more light today. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm taking a break. I'll come back on tomorrow. Right? The sun burns, and it keeps on burning, and it burns, and it burns, and it burns how? As bright as it can, 24, 7, 365. That should be a lesson to you. That should be a lesson to you because that's how abundance works. Abundance works all the time. Here's the deal. Right? You are like, as an example, an electric appliance. You are plugged in or not. If your life is not showing abundance in whatever form that you want it to, it's probably because you're not plugged in. Now, I don't expect all of you as a student with $200,000 loans to have financial abundance, but it doesn't mean that you can't think that way. Because if all you do is think about, how am I going to pay this loan off? Because I just want to hear all the time Oh, my God. I have to get a job as an associate because otherwise I'll never get to pay my loans off, so I'll never get to start my practice. And I have to do that. And all you worry about is money. As if that's the point of this. Right? This is, that's not the point. If, if you focus so much on money, then you will always have a lack of it. If you're always saying, I gotta, I gotta get this money, no matter how much money you make, you won't have enough. Right? You want to focus on abundance, then you focus on service. Right? I was in the Rotary Club for years, there's a great saying, three words, service above self. Great saying. Service above self. Not money above self, right? Not profits above self. Service. Service above self. We need to think about what are we really doing this for? Are you doing this to pay back your student loans? Is that why you're spending four years here sitting your funds down in these chairs so you pay back some student loans? Is that the point of this? Is the point of this paying your rent and paying mortgage? Is that the point of all this stuff? Right? That was the point of my father. 
And God blessed him. And God rested his soul. But my point to my father, he would come in every single day and open up that door from my, in our one-bedroom apartment that I lived in my entire childhood where I slept on a sleep-out couch in the living room. That was my room. And he would come in and he'd say, Drew, I'm only working because of you and your mother. I got to feed you. I got to clothe you. This is all the reason I'm here because I hate what I'm doing. I hate what I'm doing. I hope you find something you love because I hate what I'm doing and I'm doing this because of you. And he didn't say it to guilt me. Right? It wasn't trying to give me some kind of guilt trip kind of thing. What he was saying is true. Could you find something that you like to do or you love to do? Because I hate going to work. I hate it with a passion. And you know what he did? In his manifestation of hatred of work, what do you think manifested in his body because he hated his work? Sickness. Constant sickness. All the time. All the time. Kidneys and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Finally, Alzheimer's consumed him. Because he hated, he spent years of his life in one job hating it and doing it because he said, I need to sacrifice. This is my great sacrifice. He, said, he, he had passions. He loved history. Right? He should have done things with history. But instead, he just pushed pencils and pushed on keyboards and made phone calls. For a company that's now went out of business and bought out the Federal Express. So he said to me, Drew, find a job that you love. Because when you love what you do, then work is fun. Right? Dr. Siddhartha is saying, work is fun, I love to work. Work is fun, I love to work. He made us chant that. Work is fun, I love to work. Work is fun, I remember that? Yeah. Work is fun, I love to work. Or he made us chant that. And it wasn't a baloney statement. It wasn't like, you know, make me try to have just to understand that work is fun. I do love to work. Because my work isn't work. My work is play. I play with kids all day long. Right? I get little kids cooing at me and little kids drawing me pictures and kids give me high fives and hugs and telling me that they love me. Right? That's that's why I do what I do. The money is secondary, but the abundance came, right? That's the thing I wanted to get to, is I didn't focus on the money, but the money came, right? The money came because it came provided, because I did, I went above, I did service above self, right? I kept, I let a mate do the work for me. So, as an experiment, I want you to try this experiment. This is a fun experiment. What I want you to do in the next day or two is to go on your phone, because all you have, go on your phone and look through your contacts. And see if there's someone there you haven't spoken to in a while. And just find that one person and then think about that person and send some thoughts to that person. So, oh, hi, Johnny. Oh, I haven't spoken to Johnny for years. And see what happens next week or so if all of a sudden, somehow, you get a Facebook message or a text or a phone call or email or something about John. Somehow or other connecting you guys. Just see if that's gonna happen. Right? Experiment. Right? Worst thing happen is nothing. But the best thing will happen is you'll prove to yourself that there's this quantum field out there that we can connect to if we so desire. If we want to plug in. If you want to plug in, 
to that field, you want to plug it to a native. Right? What did BJ say? He said, you know, if you keep on dissing it and dissing it, not paying attention to it, eventually it says, all right, well, I'm helping you. You're not listening to anyone. Right? But you want to plug in, then it's your choice. Because you got you got the, the, the ability right here to go plug. Right? You're holding the cord in the hand in your hands. So it's up to you if you want to plug in or not. By the way, I really want you to notice this. I want you to notice that 100% of all the stuff I've, I've given you this quarter from Green Books is all online. Right? I used to actually lug the Green Books in with me my, you know, every time because I have all 39 of them. But I used to lug them in. But I realized I don't have to anymore. And it's not the way you guys operate anyway. Right? You guys operate on the internet. So it's all there for you, right? I'm trying to find the, my two favorites are Bigness of the Fellow Within and The Glory of Going On. The Glory of Going On is right here. I have yet to find Bigness of the Fellow Within online. I'm, I'm going to find it. And what I've done for you guys is this, because I know how hard it is for you guys to actually search. So I put it on, on the Blackboard site. So if you want these PDFs, I found History Repeats the other day. And I found our masterpiece of glory going on. This is his last three books. I found those three books on the internet for you guys. So all you got to do is copy and paste. So it's a little bit easier for you now, okay? All you got to do is copy, paste, and then now you put the PDF. And you can open it up in iBooks. Like I have glory going on on uh, iBook in here in my phone. So take advantage of this, right? It's out there for you. And this stuff gets pulled down all the time regularly. Someone finds out about it and they pull it down. So take advantage of it before it's gone. 